Hey there, small group leaders. Welcome to our Pearlside Small Group Leaders podcast, where we help you prepare to lead your small group. Uh, this is Pastor Billy here. I'm with Pastor Jennifer Matias. Yes, and, hi, everybody. Uh, hey, we're ready to dive in, and we're excited for what God's going to do this week. Um, before I dive into the message and our series, I just wanted to uh, just quickly give a friendly reminder to our coaches and all 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 of you leaders that you know one of our, our the goals that we have is to be connectors when we come to any of our sites and our services. Just to be looking for people who, and one of the things that we say, you know, if they're new to you, they might be new. Just introduce yourself, say hello, and let's be a connector. Connect into growth track, connect into a small group, whatever we can do. Um, but I'd love to see all, you know, 300, some of us uh, walking around, probably about 400 if you count everybody, all our leadership community, just walking around, connecting with people, being warm and inviting. And uh, in all of our environments, let's make room for people in our lives and in our groups. And uh, amen. Let's do that together. Amen. So. We're excited this week as we begin a brand new series entitled Crossroads, um, The Journey to New Life. And and in this series, we're going to look at the different moments of Jesus' journey to the cross, right? The road to the cross, you know, play on words there. And, And the crossroads that we face in our journey of faith. All of us will face different varying crossroads in our journey of faith. And, um, and so we want to look at that and extract some lessons for ourselves as we consider Jesus' own journey to the cross and the crossroads that he faced along that path. And so uh, we begin this week by looking at probably one of the most powerful miracles um, that Jesus performed, and uh, it was the raising of Lazarus from the dead. And this moment proved to be a crossroad for a bunch of different people. We're going to specifically focus on Mary and Martha and then the crossroad of the Pharisees and the way that they responded to that moment. Um, but, you know, the, the, the story basically goes that Mary, Lazarus, Mary and Martha's brother, was dying. They called on Jesus to come and heal him, and he didn't show up when they expected him to. And uh, the one that opened the eyes of the blind and, you know, healed lepers didn't show up for their friend or his friend Lazarus, and Lazarus died, the text says. And when Jesus finally came, obviously Mary and Martha were very discouraged because Jesus didn't do what they wanted him to do when he wanted them to do it. And uh, how they responded, however, I think is a powerful lesson for all of us, that rather than doubting or getting angry or turning away from God, they reaffirmed their faith in him. I love this verse out of verse uh, 21, John eleven twenty-one. 21. Martha came to Jesus and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I love this, in the next breath, she reaffirms her faith. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. She goes on to say, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. In the midst of her disappointment, in the midst of not understanding, why didn't you show up the way that I want, when you want, she reaffirmed her faith. And I think that's the right response when God doesn't do things the way you want. See, all of us are going to hit that crossroad where God doesn't do things the way that we want. He doesn't answer our prayers the way that we want, in the Mm -hmm. timing that we want. And and that's a crossroad for us. What are we going to do? Are we going to reaffirm our faith and continue to trust? Or will we do as the Pharisees did, which is to take control? Because after Jesus ended up raising Lazarus, what ended up happening is the Pharisees got fearful. And they said, oh no, what's going to happen to us? He's getting too popular. He's getting too powerful. All these things are going to happen to us and our nation now as a result and because Jesus wasn't doing things the way that they wanted him to do it. And instead of choosing the trust, as Mary and Martha did, they now decided to take control. And it says in the passage that from that point on, they were determined to have him killed. They said, we got to do something. They took control. 
And I think the juxtaposition of those two stories, Mary and Martha's response and the Pharisees' response, speaks to the human condition. When God doesn't do things the way that we want, are we going to choose to trust and continue to trust in, in faith? Or are we going to be like the Pharisees and now take control of our lives and try to control situations rather than trusting in God? And that's where we want to go with this discussion. Because in all of our lives, whether it's sickness, whether it's you didn't get a job, whether it's your boyfriend or girlfriend broke up with you, whether your kids aren't doing things the way that you want, those are crossroads, right? And we pray about it and the Lord doesn't answer the way that we want. Are we going to continue to choose to trust and obey or will we run in the other way and control our lives and take control back? So as you head into this discussion this week, I'm looking forward to a great, vigorous discussion because everyone can relate to this. Mm -hmm. Because all of us have had moments where God doesn't do things the way that we want and we we face a crossroads, we face a choice. Pastor Jen, what stands out to you uh, from the the weekend sermon and this discussion? Well, you know, I was looking at the the truths that are listed here, the four of them, and um, I was kind of is interesting you know number two says we choose to trust eventually we will see god move and then the third one says when god disappoints he resists a temptation to take control and Mm -hmm. those you know in small group discussions those are the two things it's the control and power the timing and the how you know that we sometimes get frustrated with you know because in our human mind we think god the need is now, so mm-hmm. can you do it now? Kind of like Martha and Mary, like, right. God, Jesus, aren't you going to come now? Yep. Like, he died, and then you come, that doesn't seem to right. make sense, right? Uh, we we tend to want to tell God how to get things done yeah. and when we want it done. Otherwise, we will try to fi- fix it ourselves. We want some kind of action to kind of settle our heart. And really, you know, this story reminds me that it's about our heart. Like, will we still love Jesus? Will we still trust him? Will we still have faith in him, even when the timing and the how he does it doesn't match what yeah. we want and believe that okay god somehow we know that you know you're still going to move you're still a good god and you still love us mm-hmm. are we going to veer from that because it didn't go our way or are we going to kind of stay the course and you know it's not easy some some of the people in our small group you know including ourselves sometimes we go through through some really tough times you know yeah. wayward son or daughters you know uh, marriages that are kind of going through a rocky time yeah. uh, even on our faith like we we have needs and we have um desires we have things that need you know that needs that need to be met right now and do we still trust god will we still follow him will we still believe him in him or will we try to do it our way and then mess up and then come back to god later you know which one is which one is better which one will uh produce the best fruit in the long run right if our heart is settled to believe that god is good and that he loves us and we can trust him in the long run and you know sometimes it takes a long time to see the result Mm -hmm. and i think that's key you know you don't like i wish it was okay, you, you hit that crossroad, you choose to trust and obey, and boom, the miracle happens right. immediately. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't work that way yeah. most of the time. Um, usually there's it's a journey of faith, because what, what I realized for me is he's always trying to deepen that trust, mm-hmm. right? And, and sometimes it's in the long waiting. You right. know, I was thinking about the, 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 the example that stands out to me the most is when, when my, Michael was, you know, young, and he went through about three years of health challenges that it just... It just was not getting better. It was getting worse. Life was unbearable. You know, I, I always share this. I wasn't suicidal, but I did pray many times, God, can you just kill me already? Because this is just too hard. And many of many mm-hmm. people know what that feels like. Like right, you're right. going through a difficult season and you're like, I just need this to end. That's why people get suicidal, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And and if and and what do we do in those moments? And and if God answered the prayer right away, one of the things that would never be developed in us, I realized what was developed in me was what it, what it's like to be patient mm-hmm. and to long suffer. You know, I hate that that's one of the, spirit, the fruits of the spirit, by the way, long mm-hmm, suffering. Mm-hmm. 
I had a guy in my small group tell me, well, you know, you know, how do you learn long suffering except suffering long? <laughs> right. I was like, dang, I hate how profound that is. The word says is. it all. Yeah, I hate how true that is, you know. But if, if we're going to become more like Christ, we got to learn that. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes part of the, the journey is God doesn't do things our way because he's trying to do something deeper. Mm-hmm. I wrote this in my notes. I said it on Sunday that, you know, when God doesn't do things your way, it's because he has something greater in mind. Right, yeah. You know, Mary and Martha just wanted relief for their brother, healing. But Jesus had an even greater agenda, the salvation of many, right? Mm-hmm. Throughout the last 2,000 years, how many people's lives have been touched by this story because right. they had to go through their suffering. And so he had something even greater in mind. And I don't know about you, but that helps me when I'm in the midst of a struggle myself to know, okay, God, you've got something greater in mind. Right. And when you've seen God bring you through several of these instances, you have a lot more faith. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but it's it sucks that it has to right. go through yeah. that, you know. But it yeah. is part of the, the first time you go through it. It's really hard, oh, it's you know. The jarring. first time yeah. you're 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 a new Christian and you're going through a time where you're learning long suffering, you yeah. know, it's really really hard. But after a while, as you kind of collect these stories, that's why journaling is so important because mm. you got to be able to collect the stories and then even to be able to share in small group because that kind of helps you remember. Oh yeah, that was a big deal when that happened, yeah. you yeah, know. Because I have. You know, Mike and I have a ton of stories that we could share about long suffering, mm-hmm. um, but it's when we get to share it, and then we get to see other people learn from us too. You know, it it really helps us to remember. Oh yeah, that's right. God is good. He loves us. So when the next you know experience comes, that next crossroad comes, yep. we're like, okay, wait a minute. I'm not gonna fret. I'm not gonna worry. I'm yep. not gonna move too fast. I'm gonna wait to see God. What are you gonna do? And what do you want me to do in the situation? So even if sometimes in small group, I, I feel bad because I'm sharing the same story over and over again or yep. revisiting a story that I've already told. Mm-hmm. But I think as small group leaders, we can't feel bad about that mm-hmm. because we have to know that um, it does inspire your small group yep. to think differently because how else are they going to think That's through right. that if they haven't heard somebody share their, their story of faith? And it reminds you, right? Like when you share your story, what God did, it reminds you. And we need to constantly remind ourselves <laughs> because, right. you know, we forget, it, yeah. you know. But, you know, so as we go through this discussion, the second discussion question, and by the way, we listed four this week. You don't have to do all four. Mm, yes. um, you know, we, we put here, choose the questions that best apply to your group. And that's where you as a leader think through, okay, what would best apply to the people in my group? Maybe I'll just do these two. Maybe it'll end up just being one, and you talk about that the whole time. But you have these as options. Uh, and if you if one doesn't work, then you can try the next one. But anyway, I just needed to share that. Uh, but the second question says, what areas of your life do you struggle to let go of control and trust God in? What do you struggle? The, uh, what area do you struggle the most to trust God? Why do you think this is particularly challenging for you? And this is helpful because you know you want people to think about it. Like, is it the health of a child? You know, is that where I'm struggling to trust God right now? Is it with my marriage? You know, um, is it with my finances? That's a big one. I mean, Jesus didn't juxtapose you can't serve God and money for no reason. Like, it's either you're going to trust God with your life or you're going to trust money with your life. Maybe it's with the finances thing, right? Um, people struggle maybe it's with your health maybe it's with your future you know what I'm saying and so leaders I would love for you guys you know and in the tripod to to come ready to share different things and and to jog people's thinking you know and um, have a good vigorous discussion of where we struggle to trust in God and be transparent be honest you don't have to be perfect please don't come saying you know I don't struggle to trust God at all you know like no share something because yeah, you struggle be real, somewhere be real, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and if you can't think of anything right now and it's a really good season think of something from maybe a previous season right. that you can share yeah. um, but we got to share something um, the third question says share a time when you trusted God in a specific area of your life what happened what did you learn from that maybe it was when you took the leap to finally start tithing and God showed up 
and blessed you. Maybe it was when you took the leap to, to start going to church regularly or go to small group, right? I didn't want to go to small group. And I started going and now I love it, you know? Um, whatever. Think of examples like that to help, again, jog other people's memory. And then, of course, lastly, you know, um, following today's discussion, what practical steps can you take to trust God even more? And this is where we want to walk out with some kind of an application. Mm-hmm. Like, I what love are you that question. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? Because maybe you're doing a great job trusting God, but we can all trust Him more. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe you're doing terrible. If someone in your group is doing terrible, I don't trust them at all. Okay, well, what is one thing you can do? We're not asking for you to be, you know, Paul the Apostle tomorrow, but, you know, what is one small baby step you can take? Um, and if we can all leave with some practical application, I think that would be, mm-hmm. be helpful. Pastor Jen, any thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. Well, I love that last question because it really helps them to walk away with something to do, right? It's not, it can be all talk. And if we don't do anything about it, our yes. life never changes. And so for them to declare and then for us to kind of follow up with each other, you know, how can I be praying? Yeah. Um, oh, so how did it go? You know, you said last week you were going to try this mm-hmm. and then to follow up the next week or even during the week, how did it go? I think that really helps us to not just live um, our Christian life on Sunday and, you know, whatever day you meet, but that we're living a life every day for Jesus Christ. So no, that's, so that's good. a great question. You know, one application, uh, of course, sorry, make sure we pray for one another. Put Pray for one another in any area of need, right? And then pray for one another to trust God more in one specific area. Maybe something that someone shared. I need to trust God more in my finances. Okay, let's pray for that. Let's pray that you will trust Him in that. Um, and then, but another application, if you notice there is something new at the bottom, we put a memory verse challenge and uh, we want to challenge everyone to just just try memorizing one verse, you know, one verse a week if you can, but put this in the practice. And we said here, you know, pray this every day before bed, when you wake up, and anytime throughout the day. If you want to make a flashcard and remind yourself, whatever. But I think this verse directly speaks to what we're talking about here. And it's one of my favorites out of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. Man, if we can begin reciting that, memorizing that, it'll come up as you're driving in your car, come up when mm-hmm. you're arguing with your coworker, your boss, or your spouse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, right? Lean not on in all your ways, acknowledge Him, or submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. And so, one way that you can apply this is maybe maybe I want to trust God more. I'm just going to memorize this verse. Yeah, right. And I'm going to recite it throughout right. the day and let it go into my soul. And I think even that will start to make a difference yeah. uh, in your life. It will make a difference. We, we all know that. Amen yeah. to that. So, mm-hmm. leaders, thank you for uh, taking the time to listen to this podcast and getting ready to lead your small group. I want to highly encourage you. Think through these discussion questions. What are those areas that you struggle with in the past, the present, you know? And um, come ready to share a little bit. Share some of the victories uh, that you've overcome as you've trusted God. Share some of the challenges even. And uh, share some of the applications and let's uh, lead our people into a great vigorous discussion and into trusting God more and letting go of control because that is a major crossroad that we're all going to have to face. Amen, leaders. We thank you. We love you. Have a great small group and we'll see you guys soon. Thank you. Thank you, leaders. Thank you.